This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. So there'll be a little preaching going on tonight, huh? Yeah, well, Uncle Joe's going to sit us all down on his knee and sniff our hair and then tell us that we've been bad boys and girls. Okay? So the whole setup to this Biden speech tonight is about the soul of America. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And, and the great unifier, apparently, is going to be calling Trump voters a uh, threat to democracy. Yeah, Nazis. Cool. Uh, Yeah, so the great unifier, uh, President Biden, is going to be giving a speech about the extreme threat to our democracy, which apparently is the tens of millions of people who voted for Donald John Trump. (laughs) White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre gave a little preview of it yesterday. (laughs) Okay, let's suffer through this together. You know, the president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, The president has been clear, as he can be, on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, The way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, Oh, for a second there, I thought you were talking about all the Congress people that sold out to China. Mm. (laughs) They're foreign entities. Come on. You're talking about Republicans that voted for Trump. Yes. That you've now labeled MAGA Republicans. Okay. That extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. Uh, To our rights, based on what, may I ask? It's also kind of interesting that if you vote for somebody in an election and they win, that's a threat to democracy. (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) Okay, we're just going to keep asking questions that there's no sane answer to, correct? No. Right. Without, we're just going to play that game? All right, can we even play the game of we'll ask the question and answer it from what the left thinks? I don't know how it makes sense, it, however we go about it. In that case, they're talking about, uh, she's probably thinking abortion. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Okay. And that's really end of list. Okay. But you'll never get into specifics when it comes to abortion because you don't want to have that chat. Oh, no. We, we already know that, but go on, glass ceiling breaker. Just don't respect the rule of law. You've heard that from uh, the president. Uh, and, um, you know, they are pursuing an agenda uh, that takes away people's rights. Okay. The rule of law. Is that still abortion? Or are you talking about the mass rioting we saw a couple of years ago? What is she talking She's about? She's talking about January 6th. That's exactly what she's talking about. Yep. Well, it's, okay. It's, that they're they're calling it an armed insurrection. Yeah. They just flat out lie to. Well, people. they lied the other night when they said police officers were killed. Plural. That's a flat out lie. Well, of course it is. 
and they just keep rolling on with it. Yep. Because they have legacy media to Nobody back calls them, up. them out on it. Crazy. So, which is what the president said last week on Thursday. You all heard him. This is what the president said yesterday, and that's what he's going to continue to say. And here's the well, thing it doesn't pres- mean that it's true. Why well, he said it? Oh, okay. Green. And here's the thing: the president's not going to shy away uh, to call out uh, what he clearly sees is happening in this country. Okay, we have an energy issue. We have an issue at the border. We have an issue with the economy. You keep giving billions of dollars to Ukraine, which, as we know, is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. Don't pay attention to any of that. It's you people that voted for Trump. That is the threat to our democracy. And, um, you know, again, MAGA Republicans are this extreme part of their party. And that is just facts, and that's what he's going to continue to lay out. You know, it takes a lot of time at university and just a lot of time as far as speech writing, gathering your thoughts to come up with something as profound as. Of their party, and that is just facts, and that's what he's going to continue to lay that's, out. That's just facts. Just facts, huh? Want to talk about extremism? You really want to have that conversation? Abortion on demand all the way up through the moment of birth. Mm-hmm. That's that's not extreme. That's like common sense, according to these people. Yep. As you mentioned, giving billions of dollars away mm-hmm. to Ukraine while our own military is running low on certain types of ammunition. That's yes. not extreme. What we've seen at the border, record number of deaths, not to mention the number of people who are on the terror watch list who have come through. Not to mention the fentanyl that's killing people. 300 overdoses a day. That's what we're, we're seeing right now in this country. Wow. The most underreported story out there. Or, I mean, there are a lot of underreported stories. Okay, am little... I nuts to think this real quick? When you talked about the deaths at the border, yeah. within a week, it was a five-year-old, what was it, a three-year-old? Three-year-old and, and, then, an, and an infant. All died drowning trying to cross the river. I think the infant survived. Okay. Well, that's good news. But a five-year-old and a three-year-old yeah. died, right? Hmm. To little... my knowledge, Legacy Media never covered the story. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Okay, can you imagine that happening 10 years ago? Oh, gosh, without no. Without Legacy Media covering it? No, yes. it'd be all over. That's yeah. how corrupt it is. That's crazy that that doesn't make headlines. The entire country should be horrified by that. How does that happen? Don't these people know this is dangerous? We got to stop it from happening. But no, 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 we don't want to report that because we want the inflow of people to come through here. That's what the administration wants. Anyway, go ahead with your rant. Sorry to get in the way. No, no there's, that, a, there's a little known fact right now. If you got, I don't, you, this is underreported, too, that every time the word MAGA Republicans comes out, yeah. she gets free dinner at Applebee's. Wow. Every single time. <laughs> Gets a little gift card. It's going to have to exercise a lot. You're going to get big. I mean, they, they, they actually want you to believe that MAGA Republicans, whatever that means, are the most dangerous threat to America right now when you've got 300 people overdosing on opioids every single day. That's, it's a joke. And what I think the bigger plan here is, and I know some people are going to think, oh, you got the tinfoil hat on. No, no, no. I think the bigger thing is they want to keep that message up because they want to get some dude wearing an America, America Great Again hat to do something stupid. 
They want to push somebody over the edge because then they can come out and say, see, this is what we were talking about. All these MAGA Republicans, oh, they just want to go kill people. They just they they want to. I guarantee you, some FBI agent somewhere is having a conversation, essentially recruiting some nut job to try to do something stupid. Try to do Wouldn't something doubt it crazy. at all. Wouldn't doubt it at all. And I'll totally give you credit if it happens. Um, and I'm and I'm just saying, uh, you know, if you have somebody in your life who is <laughs> struggling, don't do it. If they're struggling, if they've been depressed, maybe they lost their job, maybe they're falling behind on their bills because of inflation, maybe reach out to them today and, you know, give them the warrior speech. All right, nobody get hot. All right? You're okay. You're going to be fine. The warrior speech meaning swan yes. when they're about to talk to the orphans. Mm-hmm. Nobody get hot. Nobody lip off. Right. And that, When and that, someone reminded him, you're not exactly the diplomatic type. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. Stand yeah. down. It'll be all right. Americans for swan. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, speaking about the FBI, David. Yeah, well, the depart- this is interesting. Yeah, the Department of Justice had a court filing this week about the raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, and part of that included a photo of a bunch of documents marked classified and top secret that were tossed on the floor. Now, that uh, obviously, that's not how investigators found them. They were in a crate in a box, mm-hmm. and they took them out, and they spread them across. the. They staged the photo, and there may be multiple reasons for that, but... Donald Trump did an interview with uh, Real America's Voice, an online conservative platform, and said, hey, you know, the FBI, they made me look like a slob. (laughs) (laughs) Roll it. And they went to an area, that area is my office, I presume, and everything's neat. You know, I'm a very neat person. Everything's plain. Everything's buttoned up. And they took documents and they put them all over the floor. And then they deceptively put out that picture. And a lot of people think that when you walk into my office, I have confidential documents or whatever it may be, all declassified. But I had confidential documents spread out all over my floor. And uh, like a slob, like I'm sitting there reading these documents all day long or somebody else would be. It's It's so dishonest. When you look at it. And so people were, were concerned because they said, gee, you know, that's a strange scene. You look at the floor and you see documents, right? They have cover sheets of documents. No, <laughs> they put them there, John, and they put them there in a messy fashion. And then they took a picture and they released it to the public. And this is what we're dealing with with these people. That's what cracks me up, man. With everything else and every legal battle is that he's facing right now. Okay, it's like trouble to the left and the right everywhere else. They made me look like a slob. That yeah. bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> That's so Trump. It just makes me laugh. I can't help it. Spread him out all over the floor. I can He's see Trump right. They did sitting, it on purpose. Sitting on the floor in his suit, going through the documents. <laughs> <laughs> is, man. And the headers on top were like something that you'd see in a movie. Yes, it is. Top secret. <laughs> That's the thing that gets really, you every really time. Really secret, yeah. <laughs> Super secret. Uh, you know, with everything else going on, uh, sometimes you'll just see a story and it makes you shake your head. And then I don't know why I thought about this for a little while longer. Did you see what happened at the Toronto Blue Jays game where you had these two fans escorted out yeah. for allegedly having sex in the stands? Yeah. So it's way up. Mm-hmm. And it's in this little corner where there's like one seat where maybe they thought no one could see them. 
and there wasn't a lot of people at this Blue Jays game against the Cubs, mm-hmm. but this woman in what appears to be a white dress is just like straddling this dude. Right. And there's video online, and it, you know, pixelated, so you're not seeing, you know, exactly, but you certainly have the idea of what's going on. And this thing blew up all over the place. And I'm thinking, okay, were they hammered? Was this, hey, we've been seeing the news, everything's falling apart, the world could end any day, let's just do this right here? What goes through your head? You don't think anyone's going to see you? Is that what it is at that point? Mm, well, they were in Toronto, and the important thing is they had masks on while they were doing right. it. <laughs> they, they just wanted to round the bases, man. I mean, what? Are you vaccinated? I am. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Because you can't get into this ballpark no, unless without you're it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, are you vaccinated against, well, you know, the no the critters down there? What? <laughs> the, cr- the critters. The critters. Mm. <laughs> My critter vaccination. Oh, boy. Um, David's got a story about fourth grade test scores. And can we all bow down to Serena Williams again, please? Please. Oh, you, this is going to drive you nuts, Robbins. All straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I'll laugh at something in a second. Before we get there, this is sad news, but it was easily predictable. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, by the way, fourth grade elementary school students have taken a huge leap backwards uh, academically. And it's not surprising. And it seems like the numbers line up with the areas where school closures happen the longest. The longer you kept kids out of school, the more damage it did. And, you know, the interesting thing is it doesn't line up perfectly with, like, blue state versus red state because there were some red states where the major metro areas were locked down no different than many blue states were. So it's kind of hard to divide down there. But, I mean, there is one clear party in charge that locked kids out of school. Yeah, but you don't hear that narrative very much. No, you don't. Democrats, by and large, destroyed children's lives. For yeah, no kids reason. are resilient. They'll bounce back. That's what They're, they kept saying. They'll adapt. Yeah, Chicago's yeah, teachers union. Chicago's yeah. teachers union said, hey, the push to reopen is rooted in racism and misogyny. Right. Anyway, the education department uh, got its first look at test score trends since the pan, uh, pandemic began, and it shows the worst drop in math and reading scores in decades for students in fourth grade. Wow. That, this is what's known as the nation's report card. Uh, and it could take a generation for scores to rebound here. And as the New York Times points out, uh, in math, black students lost 13 points compared with five points among white students. These people who advocated to keep schools closed, wherever they are, never get to call anyone racist again. I don't want to hear you yapping (laughs) I don't want to hear you yapping about inequality and all that stuff ever again, ever. You've lost the debate. You are out of the conversation. Those people put kids of color farther behind than anybody. Mm -hmm. They really do when you truly look at it. Um, I don't know if you knew this. If uh, you saw any news this morning, you would probably know from the U.S. Open tennis tournament. What? Well, the Joker's still not playing. Novak no, Djokovic, no, number one. No. Forget him. No. He's down to seven now because he can't play in tournaments. No. He's not vaccinated. That's right. But from the women's side. Serena Williams just supreme. 
Yes, Serena won again last night, and I saw it on the Today Show, and they oh were just gosh. fawning like crazy. Oh, geez, she's fierce. You know? Yes. And I'm like, okay, why is this bugging me? All right. I used to be a fan of Serena Williams. I used to root for her. And I think part of that was because she was the little sister. Because for a long time, Venus was better than her mm -hmm. until she finally kind of cracked through. So I think you identify, oh, man, the little sister. Come on, you can do it. And then through the years, it's like, man, just kind of a brat you know and doesn't get called out on things a lot and then she became like this hero and her status just went through the roof well you know she's okay and then it gets insufferable it's like Meghan markle something like that like you know, when you see the people on the today <laughs> show and everyone fawns and it's like okay that's fine whatever but then the u.s open of 2018 with naomi osaka yeah and serena was her hero and she has this breakthrough win. But if you remember, that's not what's going to be remembered that day. It was Serena melting down. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you remember any of that at all, I think they called it the most controversial something. But in the most controversial U.S. Open final ever. Right. Naomi. Okay, and so there, here's the question. Do you remember how Naomi Osaka answered it? She cried. Yeah. Okay, because there were boos from the crowd. In the finals match, and perhaps even against Serena Williams. How does the reality compare with the dream? Okay. I'm going to sort of differ from your question. I'm sorry. No problem. I know that everyone was cheering for her, and I'm sorry it had to end like this. Um, okay. God. You know what they never talk about? Hmm. Uh, the Serena Williams moment that sparked Naomi Osaka's downward spiral. You know, she's dealt with mental health issues the last yeah. couple of years. Mm -hmm. I had to go look this back up. It all started there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, wasn't there a controversy because she wasn't going to do press interviews? Yes. Yeah. And people are like, hey, that's part of your gig and everything else. I didn't realize she actually come out and said the downward spiral started at that U.S. Open when everything she worked for was ruined. Because Serena Williams, who was getting throttled by Osaka, was throwing a fit. And it, one call wasn't going to turn it around. And man, no one brings that up. The failing New York Times did this whole piece on Serena. And well, Naomi, she's just happy to be out there to watch Serena play right now because it's her hero. No mention of what's happened in the past. It's infuriating. Okay, we got to talk about the uh, border issue. The border's secure again. <laughs> That's the White House next. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Exer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh, someone else saying the border is secure. Oh, yeah. Are we talking about Canada? No, are we talking about Mexico? Talking about Mexico, <laughs> the, the southern border. Oh, uh, okay. It's I just secure. want to make sure. I, 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 did something change? Yeah. Tight as a drum there, Jamie. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, right. well, well, just to set the stage for this, the uh, number one cause of death for people 18 to 49 is drug overdose. And now, thanks to Biden's open borders, it is getting worse. We got the report about the rainbow fentanyl designed for teenagers coming across the border. Uh, again, we're seeing about 300 overdoses a day, every single day. Wow. Uh, but White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says, hey, the border, that... that <laughs> Tight as a drum there, no problem. 
Okay. That we are securing the border. Uh, the fact that we are securing record levels of funding uh, from DHS so they can stop illicit drugs from entering into the country. The, the fact that uh, it's not just drug traffickers that we're dealing with as well. We're stopping stopping financiers. This is what's happening. Well, no, what's happening is you had the wall that was paid for, and it's just sitting and rusting. <laughs> you didn't do anything yeah. with it. You haven't put anything toward this. With this under this administration, it's look, not but, being but stop three hundred overdoses. This is being designed to target I, children, drug cartels in I Mexico want to kill American kids. What is this president doing about it? I hear you. I just I just laid out two hundred percent of increase of drug fentanyl seizures, and I just want to talk oh about how gosh. you're saying that they're you know they're just the, the border right and how the border whatever you just stated I uh, just want to clear this up migrants are coming who coming in fentanyl's coming in people are dying well, <laughs> <laughs> the deuce Peter yeah. Deuce he's just like yeah yeah here's the Cliff Notes version of it people are dying there's a whole lot of fentanyl coming across the border and what's your boss doing about it right Hold on. So migrant migrants who attempted to enter the country illegal, illegally are taken into custody by border patrol agents. That is how it works. <laughs> so smug. Too. But what is? But what does custody mean? Because custody right. does not always mean right. you're going no. to a processing center. Well, they get a drink of water and on their way they go. They go well, and a phone and whatever. Yeah. Okay, we're going to cut you loose. You know, I think, remember that story a few years ago is when Donald Trump was still president and the word was that he had floated this idea of, of, of dropping off a bunch of alligators in the oh, Rio yes. Grande. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we didn't treat that seriously enough as a viable idea. <laughs> it sounds wonderful right now, doesn't it? Let people know you don't want to go through there. You might save some kids. I'm not even joking about that. Yeah, save some people. Border gators. Coming man, soon. Man. <laughs> wow. You know what? Before we're totally off of that topic, because I know we got to move on to uh, the Senate race in Pennsylvania. Oh, jeez. But before we get there, so we're going to hear this speech from Biden tonight, right? Yeah. He's going to be going after the ultra-mega Republicans. They're dividing this country, right? You have all this fentanyl, and you just said, David, number one killer for 18 to 49-year-olds. Remember this dude out there saying mandatory vaccination for workers? Yeah. Okay. And they they were patient for a while. Okay. And we got to listen to this guy tonight when he said this in the past. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Dividing people. Mm. Yeah. And doing something he said would never be done. We'd never, we'd never mandate it. Boy, does that not age well. Dude. Wow. When I heard that clip again... I thought, holy smokes, man, we forget about so much stuff because there's new crap coming out every single day. When you just step back for a second and listen to that, you're like, where are we? And it's still stunning 
But so many people in this country has just kind of gone along with it. You know what I mean? Day after day, week after week, since this guy's taken office. At some point, people are going to stand up and say no more. Absolutely no more. And I know I'll probably get accused by some left-wing nut. you calling for violence in the streets and bloodshed. No, I'm saying that people are going to stand up for the rights. You can only push people so far, especially with the track record of this guy. Well, you have a scared and confused populace, and you yes. take advantage of that moment. With, Absolutely. With garbage like this. I mean, we were, let's face it, I mean, all of us were like, oh, crap. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah, what is going on here, right? But when he's talking about, wait a second. Oh, I know. Mandatory? Why? With, know. There's so much we don't know about the vaccine. And if you were saying that, oh, you know, anti-vaxxer, kick him off social media. It's absolute control of people. Just, just is what it is. Man. Okay, what about this Senate race? Because this is getting interesting because of the players involved. Yeah, so the U.S. Senate race in Pennsylvania, it's taken this weird turn. The Democrat is a guy named John Fetterman. The Republican is, yes, that Dr. Oz. Mm -hmm. uh, John Fetterman had a massive stroke earlier this year. His campaign lied about how severe it was. Uh, the guy can barely get a sentence out right now. And they were supposed to be doing a debate with a Pittsburgh TV station next week. And John Fetterman's not doing it. His campaign actually has now put out a statement saying right now, along with other things, he's startled by loud noises. Which okay. is understandable. I mean, strokes are no joke, man. I mean, it, it's... A, uh, I'm with you. Not mocking the guy for having a stroke. It happens no. every day to a whole lot of people. Um, but you can't be a senator if you're startled by loud noises. Of course not. No, you can't. I mean, if that like there, there is a baseline here when it comes to mental acuity, when it comes to the ability to process information and making decisions that affect everyone in the country. And you're spooked if someone closes a book too loudly and you can't stand on a stage and debate someone. That's a problem, right? So they're saying, well, he needs to recover so he can't do a debate. Now, the now, of course. The Dr. Oz campaign has hit back and in some cases has been sort of mocking him for like there was one campaign aide, I guess, who had said something like if John Fetterman had ever eaten a vegetable, he wouldn't have had a stroke. I don't like that. But, you know, at the same time, John Fetterman has been running a campaign that's based on crap posting on Twitter. So you really if you start the fight, somebody's going to hit back. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the reality of it. Uh, but the New York Times has a piece out that says, quote, when Fetterman wasn't ready to debate after a stroke, Oz pounced. <laughs> Isn't it always Republicans pounce? It's like, it's like, no, Dr. Oz noticed. Have you seen the list of concessions that Dr. Oz has made in order to try to get this guy to debate? I have not. And oh, this, gosh, yeah. The, the Fetterman campaign is saying this is mocking him. It's not. Like, just off the top of my head, one of them is he's allowed to have an earpiece. If yeah. someone, so someone offstage could sort of help him through anything. You can take a bunch of breaks. If you need to go to the bathroom, if you need a second to sort of collect yourself, we can take breaks. Um, you can have notes in front of you. That's fine. You can have a medical team on standby. So if things are getting too hot, you know, they, they can say, hey, hold on, time out. And the Fetterman campaign says that's mocking. Okay, he actually, Oz said, you want the earpiece, no yep. problem. Yep. Yeah. 
Wow. He said they're going to turn off the shot clock. Wow. You might as well just have somebody standing next to you. What was it again? Right. Right. How do I answer this? Yeah. Dude, yeah. You you know, I mean, the obvious joke is, well, look at our president. Right. But no, you can't be a senator. Take as much time as you want. It will be fed the answer. All I want is for you to stand up there and debate me. Well, and liberal media is out there saying it's it's beyond the pale to be talking oh, about his health and all of this. Dude, these are the same people. I'm not even going to talk about what they've said about Trump. I'm not going to talk about what they've said about Republicans and, and different health scares and whatnot. These are the same people that are trying to take down Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat, out of California because she's apparently senile. She There's something wrong with her. And I oh, don't disagree with gracious. that. Yes. If you're forgetting people's names, you're forgetting conversations you had. I mean, it's really sad, the stories that come out. Yeah, she should not be a senator anymore. And that's a fair question to ask. But because it's this progressive hero, this mama's boy out of Pennsylvania, whose parents supported him until he was almost 50, and John Fetterman apparently pointing out that the guy can barely string seven words in a row together, that's beyond the pale. That's hateful. I guess that's just where we are. Because you have the media more than anybody else. And, of course, you know, the political parties. But he put it himself out there. It doesn't matter. I mean, nobody they'll, held a gun to his head and said, run for Senate. No one did. They'll vote for him. And they'll it's protect just, him because it's not about being honest about the situation. It's about gaining power any way you can. They don't care that he can't, you know, complete a thought or get a sentence out. I mean, it sounds like a cheap shot, but look at our president. I'm just going to say that. Yep. It's not like the people that put him out there didn't know what they were dealing with. They knew. But they knew people hated Trump so much, well, maybe he's got a shot. Mm -hmm. And you get big tech and legacy media behind him and protecting him. And there's enough people to say, I don't care if the guy can put a sentence together or not. He's better than orange man bad. And it seems like it's just a repeat of that in some sort of way. You know, to lighten it up, there was a survey out there. How long different things make us feel happy? (laughs) It's time to go to your happy place, Scott. (laughs) Okay? What makes you happy? First thing you can think of. What would it be? Oh, boy. Uh, You talk about seeing your cats when you get off of work. Well, that's always good when they're at the door. Yeah. Okay. So you play with the cats a little bit? That makes me happy. Yeah. Okay. Now the question is, how long does that feeling of happiness go then? Once you've played with the kitties. Until I turn on the news. <laughs> Would it be around three hours and 47 minutes? Mm, yeah, it depends. But yeah, I mean, then like one of them gets on my lap and you know, it's, it's a good homecoming. That's nice. Yeah. That's what this was all about, was trying to put a time frame on the things that make you happy and then how long does it last? I think pets in general do that to us. Yeah, that, people, that was number five, just playing with your pet. Number one was spending quality time with your family. Yeah, I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I, no family there. I know. David, I would say, with two little kids, most mm-hmm. of the time, spending time with family is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it can it, be challenging. It goes up and down, you know? <laughs> yes. David would like to be me some days, and I would like mm-hmm. to be David some days. That's probably fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. That last four hours and 33 minutes, that was number one. Not going on vacation, but booking a vacation. Yeah. Oh. Just the thought of it. Yeah, I suppose. I get it. That lasts four and a half hours. 
your favorite team winning a big game last mm, four hours and yeah. nine minutes. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Before I was, I was really happy the first time the uh, Astros won the World Series, but that was before I realized that Major League Baseball hates me, <laughs> and so now I think it's probably caused me more misery than happiness. Not only that, they were dirty, rotten, filthy cheaters. They too. were. Yep. All went together. Hey, that was supposed to be lighter to be happy. How did it end up sad? I start watching baseball with my cats. <laughs> eight hours that way. Uh, some people at the FBI want the director to resign. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the president will be speaking tonight. I'm sure that'll be great. Can't Trying wait. to overturn an outcome of election. And killing several police officers in the meantime. No, they didn't. Well, that's a flat-out lie. Is he going to put that lie out there again? Probably. Why Pro- not? Probably going to see the uh, fine people hoax trotted out there again. Yeah, I might see that too. Overturn the election, all of that. The QAnon shaman was almost the president. Are we going to get that. some crazy Scranton story too? Yes. I still crack up when I hear about it. And they, they tried to, to take over the government. Yeah. And all I can think about is the QAnon shaman with the big Viking hat. Mm-hmm. Some call it a buffalo hat. Some people call him Chewbacca guy. Still in prison. Well, he was so mean to the cops, remember? I'm making sure you guys don't do anything else. Now that you've done that, can I get you guys to walk out of this room, please? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yep. What was the other clip? Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? We will. I've been making sure I ain't disrespecting the place. Okay, just want to let you guys know this is like the sacredest place. Uh-huh. Yeah, no problem. No problem. He's still kind of the face of the whole thing, though. The QAnon shaman. Well, yeah. They always show the picture of him with his face painted and that whole thing. He's the only one with horns. Yes. He'll stick out in the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah! Thank you. Did you see another person within the FBI, someone say a whistleblower, saying uh, Christopher Ray, director, he's lost control of this thing. People within the division are saying it's time for him to go. He oh, needs yeah. to resign. Can you ever remember in your lifetime where the FBI has been more controversial than right now? Not in my lifetime. I mean, you'd have to go back a few decades. Yeah. I can't remember a president a year and a half into his term who hasn't fired anybody. Or no one's resigned to spend more time with their family. Well, Saki did. Yeah. Yeah, well. Little red line, yeah. but that was it. You can only stay in that gig for so long, though. Well, yeah, that burnout rate has got to be incredibly high. But with the FBI. Yeah, I mean, but you're right. He should be gone. Dude, they helped prevent a president from being reelected. With the Hunter Biden laptop story, they influenced the election. Yeah. They did it on purpose. They knew that it was real. Well, and they told Facebook, hey, watch out for this. Shut that down. I mean, my gosh, man. Freaking FBI. And that's one of those institutions most people used to trust. Remember, it used to be the people on the left? Yeah. Well, Republicans are in bed with the FBI. Right. Now it's flipped. You know? Freaking bullcrap investigations, FBI. Mm-hmm. It's that's one of the things where people feel like there's nothing you can do. I mean, they're going to screw you. And I do. I think about Schumer. Back in 2017, we brought it up many times. They got six ways to Sunday getting back at you. 
and man, he was talking to Trump when he said it. And I'm sure that Trump still feels that, still yeah. fighting against it. But we got bets to make as far as this Biden speech and how many times he's going to say different things. Oh, boy. Could be some money exchanging hands tomorrow. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Lot to get to. Want to start with the food banks, David? Uh, sure, we can start with the food banks. This has been a story that's been ongoing for several months now. That even though Joe Biden likes to go out there and say that MAGA Republicans didn't care about food lines, think about it. For God's sake, this is the United States of America. I'm not joking. For real. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's worse right now in America 2022. It is worse than it was at the height of the COVID-related lockdowns. Do you mind if I just take a detour for a second and relive that? Because didn't he, like, really shout out, box of food! Yeah. Or something like that? Oh, yeah. Am I remembering it wrong? <laughs> gave them just a little bit of breathing room and put food on the table and a roof over their heads. Okay. Remember the first year, all those li- long lines of automobiles lined up uh, and going through a parking lot? Oh, yeah. Just to get a box of food in their trunk? Yeah, and he repeated that. There was one of the speeches. Like, box, box of food, food for God's sakes! Yeah. He's very angry. Okay. He, he, this is America, but it's worse now. Yeah, it is actually worse now. Okay. And it's because inflation right. is killing people, man. I mean, they, they can't afford... Uh, especially for older Americans on fixed incomes. they A lot of them are going for the first time to a food pantry or a food bank in their communities because they can't afford groceries right now. Well, dude, talking to several different people, and I am friends with some that their kids are out of the house now. Others do have little kids, and the conversation is people that the kids are out of the house are saying, I don't know how you're doing it right now. You know, like, times are tough. I mean, yeah. it's just, like, the wife and I now. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, it, it strains everything. Because it, it may be different kids' activities that you used to be able to do. You can't do it anymore. you got to cut back on a whole lot of things. It was like a report the other day, or actually it was this morning, talking about, you know, uh, oil prices coming down. Yeah. You know, so gas prices, good news. Well, the bad news is because, well, supply is not up. Because people are pinched and they're not traveling. Yeah. But, yeah, that's part of it. But I don't know if that's going to be part of Joe's speech tonight. We're going to go back to the box of food and trunks and all of that know. stuff. It'll be mega Republicans. And yeah, won't get threats the other on democracy. Stuff. Yeah. For the last three weeks. Yeah, I know. It's bad. Yeah. Okay. So there's that out there. Um, what about the drug overdoses? Are we going to talk about that tonight? Uh, well, probably not, because again, the biggest threat, even though there are 300 drug over over three, see, now I'm, I'm previewing Biden's speech right now. Say, you're I'm doing help, a great job with it, helping too. out. I know exactly what Biden praise he yep. can do that well. <laughs> 300 <laughs> drug overdoses every single day in this country. It is the number one killer of Americans, 18 to 49. But the biggest threat is those people who wear the Make America Great Again caps. You see, you see one of those... 
You see one of the I forget about the rainbow fentanyl, okay? That red cap, that's mm-hmm. a threat to democracy. That's a threat to the United States of America. Uh, by the way, yesterday the White House was asked, "Hey, what are you, what is Biden actually planning to do with this crisis because it's killing a lot of people?" Yes. Fair question. Yeah. Karine Jean-Pierre. So uh, we just talked about uh, uh, the day, the overdose awareness day that um, uh, that we are uh, observing today. Uh, I just laid out uh, what the second gentleman uh, and uh, others are doing within, within this administration. Uh, and, um, you know, we are going to continue to focus on the uh, the steps that were taken, that we have taken. You have the $80 million. Uh, you know, if there's ever a video of this show, I just got to paint the picture. Robbins has a look on his face like a pig came in here and take a huge dump. And the aroma has filled the studio. And you have this sort, your head is tilted one way. And you have this look of disgust, like the foul stench. You're like, what? it looks like you're going to explode. It's a verbal foul stench. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I can smell it when she starts talking. <laughs> it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. I've laid out. We have an awareness day. Wow. <laughs> okay. I know for all the families that had someone die, you're probably aware. But for you other people, yeah, people are dying from these overdoses. And so we're doing that. And we're doing other stuff, too. Uh, the DHS just announced uh, today on drug prevention. And the president has taken uh, many steps. He's made this a priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has made it a priority. Really? To ignore because because the White House was rolling out a uh, harm reduction grant program that was providing tools like crack pipes and whatnot to people in various cities, whoever would be the recipients of these grants. They were encouraging drug use. Yes. And they argued, we're not sending crack pipes. We're sending money so people can go buy crack pipes. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> It's an absolute joke, man. Uh, meanwhile, Governor Abbott in Texas. He's racist, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just so neat, you know. That's a neat trick, isn't it? Yeah, yep. He's been putting migrants on buses and sending them. At first, it was to D.C., then to New York City. And now the first busload of migrants has arrived in Chicago. Yes. Which, honestly, Good. Given, Good. given the crime rate in Chicago, that's really dangerous. I mean, a lot of these migrants would probably step out, look around, see the bullets flying, and say, you know what? I'm better off in Honduras. <laughs> yeah, it could be, yeah. yeah like, they hear this on the bus. Yeah. They're just leaving Texas. They're like, oh, hold on a second. Oh, hell no! No, 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 not there! Are you kidding? I should have stayed home! Yeah. Playing Bill Murray movies on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow John Cusack is driving it. It's right weird. the stand-up, yes. the, the stand-up stylings of. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Vedder. He's a big <clears throat> Cup fan too. That's yeah. true. He's in the back of the bus. I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. Oh yeah. So- it's a good time for everybody. Yeah. So uh, Lori Lightfoot, the idiot mayor of Chicago, put out a statement saying, we are going to welcome them with open arms. But this is a racist <laughs> move <clears throat> to send these people to Chicago. Like, wh- how is it racist? You can yeah. argue about whether or not it's 
it's uh, like a political stunt that's using people's lives as, as pawns and all that stuff. You can argue with that all day long. I argue it's, it's already happening, and the Biden administration is doing it to Texas and Arizona, parts of California, already. So, okay, what is Abbott supposed to do? Right. Plus Seriously. the fact you have heralded yourself yeah. a sanctuary city. Yes, you have. We're well, we welcome all. Okay. Bring here the you masses. Go. Here you okay. go. Okay. So they uh also they said we're gonna be, you know, a welcoming city. Well, I saw news footage when the bus arrived. Uh some of the migrants that were on the bus were saying, Hey, I thought somebody was gonna be here to tell us where to go. And the city of Chicago didn't send anybody. Oh, my gosh, you can't make it up. No. Right. The city of Chicago literally said, or the mayor of Chicago literally said, we will welcome them with open arms. Yep. We are a welcoming city, all this stuff. No one showed up. Dude, all these people are such a joke. I mean, it's like California. <laughs> Eliminating gas-powered cars. Don't charge your electric car this weekend. We may have a blackout. That's <laughs> That was yesterday. Doesn't make any sense. Okay. All right. That's a meme oh. making the rounds about that. California highways in uh, 10 years, and it's a Tesla that's hauling a big gas generator behind it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of Tesla, real quick, did you see the Norwegian Tesla owners are going on a hunger strike because they say Tesla has poor customer service there? I, listen, I have no idea. I thought it was like this stand-up company, and it was like really button up everything else. I have no idea. But after like a few years, they're complaining the screens inside the Tesla are going green. Door handles aren't working. We can't get anybody on the phone. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> they're, they're very upset about it. Yeah. Like, really? What, okay. What's a, what's a hunger strike going to do? I have I no know. idea. I wondered that, too. I, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> don't uh, eat then. Okay. Don't yeah. eat. You can't drive to the grocery store anyway. Apparently. <laughs> well, why so. not? Well, from yeah. what I understand about Europe, that may be coming anyway this yeah, winter. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. If Russia cuts off the oil. Oh my goodness. Um, speaking of Russia and Russian oil, what is the story of the Russian oil official, David? Talked before about how they've got a real window problem. In Russia, because it seems like a lot of people, particularly in hospitals, tend to fall out of windows, especially if they may not agree with the regime or something like that. It's very odd. Maybe they're overwaxing the floors or something. But here we go. Top Russian oil official has died after falling from a hospital window. I'm sure it was an accident. Dude, how mm, many people. of these people yeah. can just fall out slip of windows and fall out a window in mm. that country? Isn't there OSHA there? <laughs> he slipped, fell out of a window, and landed on some poison. It was weird. I don't understand. Yeah. You know, seriously, at some point, does anyone say, we got to find a different method here. They're going to get onto the old slip thing. Yeah. Uh, I like the uh, the Reuters. Uh, well, I mean, the question is, what are you going to do about it? That's true. What, who Who's going to go to, into Russia and say, <laughs> say, stop pushing people out of windows? Nobody's going to do that. But uh, as Reuters puts out, uh, Ravil... Uh, Maganov, the chairman of Russia's second largest oil producer, Luke Oil, died on Thursday after falling from a hospital window in Moscow. I'll be darned. Two sources familiar with the situation said, becoming the latest in a series of businessmen to meet with un or with sudden unexplained deaths. Oh, I don't think they're very, I don't think they're unexplained. 
Well, common sense floral floral wax laws. I don't know what you do about that. Just one of those things. They slipped, they fell, and I'm sorry. Really, there's no screens. I don't need them. (laughs) Wow, man. Yeah, just when you think you got it bad. Yeah, something might happen. You never know. Don't get close to the window. Okay. Thank you for that story. All right. uh, More to get to. You know, we hear more and more about climate change all the time. We're just talking about the blackouts, California, and all that stuff. You know how that's polling with people? Not well. I wouldn't think so. Doesn't it feel like the full court press is on when oh, it comes yeah. to climate change? Mm-hmm. Oh, it You're is. Just trying yeah. to scare people. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be reson- uh, resonating very much. So we will get to that and a news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Sun update from Daily Wire. Teacher in Kansas has received $95,000 in a settlement after being suspended for refusing to use a student's preferred pronouns. This is going on at schools across the country. Yeah. Back to school time. Some teachers wondering, what do I got to do here? Do I got to call a student by what they're asking? Some students um, don't want to answer the question even, what are your preferred pronouns from teachers? That's happening. Like this no man's land right now. Like, what are the rules? What are we doing? Yeah. But in this case, according to the story, the teacher was suspended, saying she was forced to hide the student's social transition from their parents. Mm. Like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. I don't want to do that. And now it's been awarded $95,000. So the Alliance Defending Freedom shared this news said in a statement, no school district should ever force teachers to willfully deceive parents or engage in any speech that violates their deeply held religious beliefs. So that's where the fight is going to be. I don't see this ending anytime no. soon. No, it's. I, I think the, the revolution must be teachers, teacher subject, whatever it is. Yes. Kids start talking about pronouns, their genitals, whatever. You say, okay, well, we're going to get back to history. Well, you just had the story earlier. We have fallen so far when it comes to students' progress because of the pandemic. And now the indoctrination and all of these different subjects that teachers now think is so important to give to students or just from the curriculum, it's not always the teachers. They're forced to teach uh, certain things. Unless they just want to quit their job. Yeah, this is crazy. No, but I, I'm glad that that teacher was awarded the money. Yeah, me too. Well, and the encouraging thing is that you're seeing more and more parents, and unfortunately it's mostly people who already have the means to do this, but you are seeing more and more parents who are just taking their kids out of, out of public school. And, you know, some people may be in a situation where they love their public school. They love their sure. teachers. They love all that, and that's awesome. That's great. But when you're seeing district after district fail to meet basic educational standards and then they're teaching this like all the pronoun business they got all this stuff, all these other extracurriculars thrown in yeah people have had enough you know the other big story that's out there are all these different children's hospitals performing surgeries for kids under the age of 18 like transition surgeries top surgeries you know chopping breasts off basically mm-hmm. And so many 
are trying to say that we don't do that. Okay, and you got the Washington Post and other quote fact checkers. That's not true. They don't do that. The proof's out there. It's yeah. been reported on at least sixty-five of them. Well, they of said those surgeries. so on the phone. <laughs> well, it's, and then it's they, on tape. The, well, they came back and said oh, they they weren't informed. Those weren't the real people doing these procedures. Oh, okay. That that wasn't right. true. But yeah. there is proof that these have happened. Reporters have the proof, which is insane that that's even happening. So, yeah, we're a long way from being done with all that story. But as you've said many times, David, you wait about five to ten years from now yeah. when you have these kids yeah. that are regretting what they've done. Yeah, Because well, it's one thing. You do this as an adult and you have the regret. I mean, you're already shamed, mm-hmm. kicked out of that club forever. But as a kid, yeah. you're experimenting on children right now yeah, you- and you're trying to say you're righteous? It's absolute evil. Oh, the story on uh, climate change. According to the polls, yeah, Americans aren't too whipped up over it. Not no. a big surprise. <laughs> no, that's never been really a driving uh, issue when it comes to whipping up any support or any political. I mean, it's kind of like Democrats talk about it because they feel like they kind of have to just mm-hmm. to sort of get that, you know, two or three percent, two or three percent who will vote according to that. But for the most part, yeah. People are just wanting to know, what are you going to do about the economy? What are you going to do about crime? But it's also almost the big setup, because the way a lot of these politicians used COVID, well, this is an emergency right now. We have to make these declarations and make these new rules for everybody. Mm-hmm. They're going to do the same thing with climate change. Yeah, They've done it in some places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're not too far away from that either. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The biggest story of the day, David, would be what? The president of the United States is preparing a primetime address to call people who voted for Trump and anybody who would be endorsed by Trump a threat to American democracy. (laughs) Think about it. Bring us together. I mean, you really think about that. Even if you think, I I, I know we don't have a lot of time to get into it, but that that is actually remarkable and stunning that a president of the United States would come out there And not just as a passing comment or whatever, but would actually design a public address to the nation around the idea that his political opponents are dangerous to democracy itself. It's only dangerous to their plans for the future. I mean, we know that. Okay. There's a whole lot to get to, including another update on an FBI official next. Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Okay, we'll get to the story of the FBI official in a second. Something breaking, David? Yeah, this is really interesting. There's a hearing right now in Florida over the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid, right? You know, okay. the, the federal government needs to be really transparent about this. That's what they've said. <laughs> They're going to be very transparent. Of course. Well, there is a reporter uh, with Reuters covers the Justice Department. Sarah Lynch is her name. Uh, The court where this hearing is going down, they're turning off the Wi-Fi to block the media from reporting the Trump hearing in real time. They also cannot text. They can't have their phones out. Wow. They can take notes, but you're not going to get anything in real time. And they're like, I don't know if maybe somebody tried to take audio or video and got caught and they've... Crack down on this. 
but boy, this really doesn't. Uh, this looks like there's an attempted cover up. Hmm. Well, you've covered stuff like this before. Yeah. I mean, I guess in some ways we all have. I always think of you as the reporter. Because while you were reporting, mm-hmm. well, Robbins was playing Mariah Carey records and I was playing Zeppelin records mm-hmm. years and years and years ago. Um, never seen anything like that before that I can remember. Well, if they if they allow it and then suddenly disallow it, that seems right. to be fairly unusual. I mean, I've covered uh, a few proceedings in federal court where you do actually have to check your phone at the door. So okay. the idea of banning phones is not something that's all that unusual. What's unusual is that... Apparently, they were able to do it, but now suddenly they're not. And to me, that seems like maybe someone was breaking the rules, like with the audio or video recordings, and they shut it off, or there is something more nefarious. Got it. Like a live stream or just yeah. instant info, that sort of thing. Do you like how I framed you as the Mariah Carey guy? I, well, I'm, I'll take it. I mean, I probably was. <laughs> Just messing. And you probably were playing Zeppelin. Probably. And that if you were there now, you'd still be playing Zeppelin. Hey man. Great music never goes out of style. I didn't say that at all. I'm just saying you would be. Yeah, you'd be (laughs) Um and the story of that FBI official who they're saying quit the agency. Yeah. The one that tried to spike the Hunter Biden laptop story. I mean, mean, he's not the only one, but he was the one that people didn't know if he was escorted out or not. Yeah. And, well, the name is Tim, and it's T-Bolt. Is the yeah. T silent at the end? Because I've heard others pronounce it close to Tim Tebow. Yeah, it, it, it does kind of sound like Tim Tebow, yeah. It does. I thought it was Tim Tebow for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to do something. Right. You know? He needs a gig. <laughs> T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. Yeah. Boo. Um, you know, there was numerous allegations of misconduct. Including claims he tried to stifle negative Hunter Biden reporting, attempted to have the cases improperly relabeled domestic violent extremism. Gosh dang. Gosh dang. Did that a few times. Man. Well, you know, that's the number one threat we face as Americans. Domestic violent extremism. Mm-hmm. From the white supremacy kind. <laughs> Do we have any receipts on that? That, yet? It's, that it's the biggest threat to America? No. Okay. You're not going to have any. There aren't any. I know. Yeah. They just keep saying it. That's right. We're and I'm hear guessing, it again tonight. All right. That's, we were going to put some bets. I'm betting that's going to come up tonight. It will. The Tudge agency says it's a big threat to America. And it'll be the MAGA Republicans. Anybody want to take the bet or you think he's going to say it? What, MAGA Republicans? No, that's the biggest threat, threat. we face. Uh, no, I don't want to take that bet. Okay. Because I think he's going to go we there. We can take a bet on how many times he said MAGA Republicans. What's the over-under on that, five? I would three? say three anyway. You want the over or the under, David? I'll take the I'll take the over. Oof. So do you guys want the bets? Five bucks. I don't think I want to take the under on this. Okay. It's just, have this to. is so, got to be like every other sentence, doesn't it? He can't wear it out too much, but he may get lost. That's what I'm saying. He that's the go-to, right? Yes. No joke. So you don't want to bet on Republicans. that. All right, last bet I'll throw up there for now. Okay, what? How many times? For real. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. What's the over under on that? I'll, I'll put it at three. I'll. Dang. 
I'll take the I'll, over. I'll take the under on that one. Okay, you guys want it then? Yeah, five yeah, bucks. I'll, I'll take write that it down. One. How many right. times he says for real? Yeah, I mean, and if it's at three, there no blood, right? If it's no blood, it's three. exactly three. Okay, all right, good enough. <laughs> what? We're talking about the President of the United States here. <laughs> this is the bet. <laughs> well, it's either that or realize what's really happening and, and just run to the hills. I mean, you got to have some fun with it. It's just crazy. We're going to get things turned around. I really do believe that as wow. a country. I want to There are enough that. people that are waking up that understand what's going on. I totally believe that. Um, all right, David, it's, it's your choice, man. You want to get to... This clip of the dude running for Senate in Pennsylvania? Uh, yeah, let, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, this is the U.S. Senate race in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz is the Republican candidate. Uh, the Democrat is a guy named John Fetterman, and he had a big stroke a few months ago. The campaign lied about how bad it was. Um, and now they're calling Dr. Oz a big old meanie because Dr. Oz says, hey, we still need to do a debate. We're running for a six-year term in the United States Senate. We should yes. actually have a debate here and the fetterman campaign says well he's recovering from that stroke you know he can't do the debate he gets startled by loud noises to quote okay. biden for real that's that's what they're arguing is that well he gets overwhelmed the sensory thing and it's like i'm not mocking the guy for having a stroke i, I feel like you no, gotta say that all the time gosh. because somebody's gonna say you make fun of me. No. no okay i'm not making fun of the guy for having a stroke but Clearly, he should not be in the United States Senate. He should drop out. That would be the right thing to do because he's if he's not healthy enough to debate, how's he going to be healthy enough to do anything else? Great point. Um, now, Fetterman went on MSNBC last night, and his wife was right next to him, which, again, I mean, he's taking pages out of the Joe Biden playbook left oh, and yeah. right here. Yeah. Uh, tried to talk about Dr. Oz and minimum wage or something. All right. How can we, now running for the Senate and you own 10 homes, and you are not unwilling to raise a minimum wage above $7.25 an hour. Um, I mean, we all know that Dr. Oz does live in New Jersey, but the simple is important, too, to recognize. How can you understand a life of a Pennsylvania resident if you have nothing to, to be able to serve one that has no clue? Okay. Dude, that, that guy can't be a senator. No. No. That's... That's that's sad. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's sad. Okay, it's sad. I'm not laughing at that guy. I, I should clarify the reason that I'm laughing at all. Are pushing him into this position? I'm sure he wants the, the job too, but somebody needs to pull him aside and say, "Hey, man." Okay, I can't. You know, life's not over here yet, but you got a long ways to go. I agree. Okay, the reason I laughed is I can't help but think every time, and I agree with you. Okay, yeah, I know, but I hear, you know, something like something Biden would say in my head. Well, yeah, it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, <laughs> he lost it. He couldn't finish the thought, the sentence. Incredible. I'm like, yeah, people will go out and vote for the guy. If you're Doctor Oz, don't you just put an ad to say, listen. Hey, I feel terrible for the guy. Okay, and what's happened to him? But he he can't do a debate. Yeah. Okay. Which means he can't be a senator. I'm sorry. How can this guy That's help not you? fair to the people of Pennsylvania. I mean, how can he help you? He can't help you. Well, I mean, you know, 
people on the left would say, all he's got to do is show up and vote the way we want him to vote. I guess. Well, he'll do that, I'm sure. I mean, that's, I guess, what it comes down to. That didn't. That was incoherent, though. That was, that was not like stumbling over a couple of words. That was just incoherent. That was a sentence that didn't make any sense at all. Like how, what is the actual words of the sentence? Because I know you know this, David. Um, it is, well, part of it is, how can we now running for the Senate and you own 10 homes and you are not unwilling to raise the minimum wage to $7 and $25 an hour? What, what does that mean? I think he's, uh, he's saying, see, now it's right. like, I, I'll make fun of Biden because he hasn't formally come out and said that he's been diagnosed with an issue. The moment right. he says, I've got Alzheimer's is the moment I stop making jokes about Joe Biden. But until then, pressure. Until then, I'm mocking him because, according to him, he's in perfect health. So, right. with John mm-hmm. Fetterman, I know he's had a stroke and it was bad. And but I, I think what he's trying to say is, I don't, dude, I don't know. It's don't something either. along the either. lines of how can you own ten homes and be against raising the federal minimum wage from seven twenty-five an hour, uh, and you don't even live here; you live in New Jersey or whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, there. it's like he had the talking points there. The words were there, but they just didn't come together. It's something I think I've mentioned this before. Right before my son was born, my wife had a, a mini stroke. And while it was happening, she's, she can speak clearly now. Uh, but while it was happening, nothing she said made sense. And it was, I mean, it was terrifying. Yes, I've seen people I, in that state. I yeah, I I left the show early. It was like, okay, got to go. Yep. We got to handle this. We're taking her to the ER. Um and the way she described it was it was like you could see the words in front of you. And you're trying to reach out and pull the words in, but you can't say them. You see the words you want to say, mm-hmm. but you're only saying wow. them either out of order or, you know, you're missing some and you don't fully realize how bad you sound. Because when she was on the phone with me, and actually she wound up calling my mom because I was driving, and my mom said like she couldn't understand anything that, that my wife was saying at the time. I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I feel bad for the guy. But also, like in my situation, my wife's not running for the United States Senate. No. He is. Yeah. No, I totally understand. I don't know. Maybe if he just ends with, you know the thing. It seems to work for some people. There you struggle. go. That's it. All <laughs> men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Yeah, just go back to that if you need to. Man. I guess. What is going on? She happened in Canada. Politician there. He's telling the people, hey, we are going to reduce bike theft. It's getting out of control here. Something we are focused on, stopping the bike theft. Mm-hmm. And he had his bike stolen during that hour. He was talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just all comes together that way. At least 11-year-olds stealing them know how to drive them. There you go. An energy company in Denver hijacked people's thermostats. Don't worry, all is well. All is well, no problem. That and much more coming up right here. The Monthly Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Jamie Monthly, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
David, it's all yours. You got like three different stories you're ready to Sorry. just go off I, well, on. Well, it's just I, I something came across uh, my feed uh, that's talking about the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. There's a big water crisis going there. Saw that. People don't have access to water. It's yes. a big deal, right? Well, mm-hmm. the mayor, who's this left-wing communist Democrat, uh, apparently you're, it's racist if you point out that he has objectively failed in his job. Well, the city of, I mean, they haven't had a, a Republican, what, since 1989 running that city? And he said he was going to be, or Jackson was going to be, uh, what was it, the most radical city yeah. in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. who, who knew that meant you wouldn't have running water? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and so, one, the guy got a bunch of money from the federal government, millions of dollars from the federal government, to fix specifically the water pumps that is part of what the big issue is there most mm-hmm. of that money has not been spent like the the vast majority of it has not been spent then i find out this dude is going to florida to party with ben crump that race baiting lawyer yeah ben crump he shows up at all the different events where he could basically uh call it some sort of i don't know uh act against blacks no, just, he, well, he's he, a yeah. race hustler. That's what he does for a living. He's like the John 316 guy of race hustling. <laughs> <laughs> he's everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, there was an NBC News reporter who was going on a Twitter rant last night about how, well, it was racist to just blame Democrats for this. It's like, well, dude, Democrats have been in charge for a long time, and we've gotten to this point where people don't have water. Right. Well, it, basically, if you're on the left and someone does something you don't like, they're racist. Right. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse is racist. Yeah. <laughs> he, the people he shot in Kenosha were white. Yeah. He's racist. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Okay. There's this other story out of Denver. Oh, so yeah. in Denver, the power company was offering people with the smart thermostats like a $100 uh, coupon, basically, and then $25 a year, $100 at sign up, $25 a year, uh, if you basically handed them the keys. So if there is a an emergency with energy, they could actually control your thermostat. And people were surprised to find out, oh, they were serious, because about 22,000 customers in Denver uh, actually had no control over their thermostats during a heat wave where it was getting above 90, which is which is hot uh, for, for that area. So in, in a few cases, local media was reporting people had their thermostats locked at 88 degrees in their house. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I, I really bring it up because I remember a few years ago when the smart home technology was really rolling out and people were really excited about it. And I said, hey, I think that's a bad idea. A lot of people said, hey, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Not, no one's ever going to yeah. hijack control of your home. Ho, ho, ho. Watch what you agree to. Yeah. It was like that woman that's going viral had her fiance sign a cheating document. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, yeah. I have just reached a new level of crazy because I just made, well, not made, I did not make, I, he did it out of his own free will. My fiance just got engaged. Just signed a legal document and we got it notarized that if he cheats on me, he has to pay my bills. We did. And actually got it notarized, like legal AF, that if he cheats on me, he's screwed. 
I'm so smart. Or crazy, I don't know. What did he get? Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, not a blanket statement, but if you voted for Trump, you're racist. And, and, and okay. quite possibly a terrorist, according to the White House. Terrorist, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah Joe, on that. Joe Biden's going to be giving a big primetime speech about the dangers to democracy and all of that stuff. Um, and so uh, we'll be seeing what he has to say here. But apparently uh, he means the tens of millions of people who voted for Donald Trump. Uh, the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, says he's not, apparently he's not going to be talking about the good Republicans, whatever that means. Oh, okay. Again, want to be very clear here. Uh, this is not a blanket statement. Uh, this is calling out what we have seen for some time uh, um, uh, since 2017, as the president wrote about in his article, right? When you are, when you are supporting an, an authoritarian figure. As- okay, article. Can you tell me what she's referencing? I think it was his op-ed a okay. few years ago that he that was like the sign he was going to be running for president. Okay, like people just remember that. Yeah, yeah, right. If, if you remember what, what are you talking about? As we have seen, who is leading currently leading the former uh, uh, the former president, uh, you know, and and um, and saying the inciting the violence that you are or wanting to take away our freedoms. Uh, you know, it, we need to say something. He's not going to shy away from that. Inciting violence, okay, and taking away freedoms. What is she talking about? <laughs> Abortion, I guess. I mean, is I, that I, it? I, that's what I thought, but but I can't think of anything else. I mean, you you can you can vote accordingly if you think that you know if you think that an all out abortion ban is is bad. You can vote in your state to change that. And violence, is that the January 6th thing? That's what we're... I yeah, they're, they're, they're milking that thing for everything it's worth. Okay. And, of course, that was just a bunch of racist people. Yeah. And, you know, trying to overthrow the government. It was an insurrection, an armed insurrection. Yeah. They killed police. It's like one lie after another after another. Well, okay. Different predictions. There's a couple of bets that have been wagered. Is Trump going to bring up the fine people hoax? Is Joe Biden, you mean? Or, uh, yes. Is yeah. Joe Biden going to bring that up tonight? I think he will. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm trying to figure out how he weasels that in there. At what point does he say it? So you're saying he won't do it, Scott? I Golly, I hate this game. Um, <laughs> uh, He's done it. I know he has, but what, even within the last year, he's what done will it. he be referencing tonight when he does that? Oh, I think he's going to be talking. Mega Republicans who think that there yeah. were fine people in Charlottesville. I, yeah, I, I think probably that's something along those lines when he talks about restoring the soul of the nation. I decided to get into this race. 
to become okay. president after I heard. See, Davis convincing me he'll say it now. I know. I well, think honestly, I'm, when he announced he was running, that's what he said he was oh, running. I know, on. I know yeah. that, but I mean, that was you know three years ago, right? I mean, does he bring that thing back again? Oh, absolutely, he will. <sighs> you don't think he will, Scott? I, do, I don't think he will. No. Then have the cojones to put right, five dollars right, on it. Put it down. Yes, I'm going for it. There we go. My How do you stay above the fray here. Anyway, <laughs> my favorite By part the, is total. You both owe me. It's almost unfair. Okay. <laughs> if I get into these bets right now, the the funniest part to me is that he's probably going to talk about the uh, fine people hoax, and then he's going to end it by saying for real, and that'll push me over. The three mark because we the other bet we have is I I, I took the over and the number of times he's going to stop and say for real, right? You know, one you kind of left out. Maybe I, will he go back to the three police officers were killed during January sixth? Will that come up again tonight? It will be police officers. Seems like a fresh line. Um, it was just used. I know That's within what I'm the last week. Well, so, yes, again. I would say he's going to bring that up again. Golly. Wow. Um, it's and not true, then though. the other one is okay. if you want to go another bet. Okay. Not a joke or not joking. Either form. I'm going over under with three on that. Yeah. I, I think that kind of gets lumped in. I would take okay. the over on that because that kind of gets lumped in with for real because he usually Correct. does say something like, not a joke, for real. How about for God's sake? <sighs> he likes Depending that on the day. Too. Yeah, he yeah. does. I'm going two on that one, over-under. I'd take the over on that, too. Okay. Well, David, you that's between you and David. I'm out on this one. You know, I just sit here astounded. Again, it, it's a quick check for anybody because of the amount of people in this country that believes Trump said fine people on talking sides. about the neo-Nazis. Right. And the... When, and you have people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. He said they were fine people. And they just keep running with it. Mm -hmm. So, all right, we'll see. Enough of the bets. Um, they had, you know, again, news that was easily predicted it's happened yeah. and the people responsible pointing their fingers the other way somebody else's fault not ours that these mm -hmm. kids are having terrible test scores yeah when it the department of education has released what they call sort of america's report card it looks at uh reading and math proficiency at at the fourth grade level because apparently that's sort of this tipping point moment in a, in a child's education about where they are moving forward into uh, higher grades and whatnot, more advanced concepts and things like that. So uh, we have now wiped out a couple decades worth of progress that had hmm. been made in reading and math proficiency. And it seems to be, <laughs> wouldn't you know it, the, the places that locked kids out of schools the most seem to have gone backwards the most. Huh. Who could have ever thought that? This is a... A generational kneecapping, you could say. What has happened to these kids? And the kids who have been affected by it the most, as the failing New York Times points out, are poor black kids, like impoverished black kids. They've gone back the furthest. Well, the good news is they're going to have a lot of trans theory classes now. Yeah. 
No, we, we so they're going to be tip top on that. We we've really got to try to turn this around because this is going to take a long time, and I, I I hope that sometime in the future the the kids who have been most negatively affected by this find it within their souls to forgive the adults who did this to them. Yeah, but I would not blame them if they never do. Wow, that got dark. Yeah, I don't disagree with him on. That. I don't disagree with it either. I mean. And Randy Weingarten's out there going, "Wow, the pandemic, of course, costs yeah. million lives and blah blah blah." You know, so. Well, I'll tell you, man. And I, you know what? Get into it another day. There are times I think, yeah, we're going to turn the corner, but a lot of people are going to be lost because you have so many people in the country. I'm talking millions that are so morally bankrupt and lost. Mm-hmm. It'll take years to undo what they've done. I agree. It's crazy. As an example, and we can laugh at this, might as well. Did you hear what happened at Yale and the student group there that cleaned up a homeless encampment? Have you heard this story? No. Okay. You got it. <laughs> Brace yourself. So this Yale orientation group is now apologizing for committing, quote, violence after some of its members helped clean up a homeless encampment that had been evacuated by police last week. Saw this at Fox. What's violent about? <laughs> I was just, that Hold was my on. question, too. Get ready for your education, yeah. kids. All Here right. we go. Yale's FOCUS program is one of five orientation groups for incoming first-year students, focusing on community service around the university. Program partners with the New Haven Department of Parks and Trees, which had a group of students help clean up a homeless encampment the city police had cleared last week. So the student leaders at FOCUS were outrage when they learned the move stating that the students had committed quote theft against unhoused people for cleaning up a camp yeah after the cops evacuated it right. and they went and helped clean it up it's part of what they're supposed to do but student leaders said this violence God. here's the quote this sort of violence cleaning up after the cops and theft of unhoused people's homes and belongings is anti-ethical to the values of focus. Okay? Are we doomed? Yeah. The fact that focus members were told to participate in this violence speaks to the gap between the ideals we hold and the work we actually do. One thing is clear. Focus needs to change. Okay, Van Camp's going to possibly lose it. Well, that's one, right? of the, that's, that's one of the dumbest things I've heard this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because what, what, they took a couple of like urine-stained sleeping bags away that's theft and violence? Yes. Working to help, I don't know, restore and beautify a city? Can't do theft it. theft and violence? Yes. So they have ended their partnership with the Department of Parks and Trees. Okay. Well, I hope this. I hope all of these idiots actually willingly take in a couple of homeless people, or I'm sorry, help out the unhoused population, because clearly, I not mean, usually the way it works no, in dude. your dorm room. Open it up. Why are you committing violence <laughs> against unhoused people by not letting them sleep in your dorm room for free? What do you, you want like these the way people? The story to... ends too. By okay, the way, go ahead. Just to push your button a little bit further there. David. You too, Scott, but not to the degree of David. Yeah. It says, liberal cities across the United States have long resisted pushes to clear homeless encampments. 
Nevertheless, they've been forced to take action as the situation spiraled out of control due to lack of enforcement. Then Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, known as Todd Whalen on this show. Yeah, he rears his head again. He huh? was quoted saying, I would be an idiot to sit here and tell you that things are better today than they were five years ago with regard to homelessness. People in this city aren't stupid. They can open their eyes. That's what we were saying five years ago. But, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what a lot of people have been saying this for years. This isn't going to work. No. You're enabling. <laughs> You're supposed to be smart. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dope. Jeez. Yeah, yeah he could have cut off that statement after just, <laughs> I would be an idiot. That, yes. Period. Stop. Okay, yeah. Because T- Ted Wheeler is another one of these, you know, silver spoon rich kids who who thinks that his crap doesn't stink, and, well, he's actually an idiot. It's like you're working out your issues of guilt right. with terrible policies. Well, that's what that they do, affect everybody. Yeah, when it doesn't affect you. Exactly. Yes. And let, let Shutter Island just continue to operate down here. Oh, yeah. For the people that have actually worked in these areas, they'll yeah. tell you. Go talk to them. Oh, God. Jeez. Dang. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Um... Well, one of the funniest pieces of audio today is Trump talking about the FBI making him look like a slob. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp, and there's Scott Robbins. Okay, we'll get to an update in a bit on the FBI. Trump is upset with the FBI for obvious reasons, yeah. but for another reason that not everybody would know. Yeah. I mean, if you know Donald Trump, you would guess this, but this is quite a piece of audio. Yeah, so uh, the FBI, of course, or I'm sorry, the Department of Justice in a new court filing had that picture that I'm sure we've all seen where you've got the top secret documents and whatnot spread out across the floor there at Mar-a-Lago as the FBI was raiding it. Yeah, that's a staged photo, probably because uh, the documents were tucked away and as part of their evidence gathering, the feds would want to demonstrate, here's what was in these boxes. So so that's what they did. And Trump, talking to uh, Real America's Voice... Uh, this morning, uh, complained about it, not not because of any invasion of privacy, because it made him look sloppy. Yes. And they went to an area, that area is my office, I presume, and everything's neat. You know, I'm a very neat person. Everything's plain, everything's buttoned up. And they took documents and they put them all over the floor. And then they deceptively put out that picture. And a lot of people think that when you walk into my office, I have confidential documents or whatever it may be, all declassified. But I had confidential documents spread out all over my floor. And uh, like a slob. (laughs) Like I'm sitting there reading these documents all day long or somebody else would be. It's so so dishonest. It is. 
it, because they make it look like that. It, that part is true. Mm-hmm. That slob. When you look at it. And so people were, were concerned because they said, gee, you know, that's a strange scene. You look at the floor and you see documents, right? They have cover sheets of documents. No, they put them there, John. And they put them there in a messy fashion. And then they took a picture. And they released it to the public. And this is what we're dealing with with these people. <laughs> They've railroaded me in a number of different ways. And, but they make me look like a slob. Really gets at me. That's, uh, like a slob. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Did you guys hear the audio of the 911 call from the woman that was at a 24-hour gym? Was using an inversion table? Mm-hmm. You know, they go upside down. Yeah. You release your the, your spine a little bit. Yeah. She got upside down. She couldn't move. Uh-oh. What could she do? She used her her uh, phone on her watch, basically, smartwatch, to call 911. <laughs> because there was no one there at the gym. There was one guy, but he was so far away from her, he couldn't hear her. So she had to call the police. I'm stuck in this reverse back decompression thing, and I think the thing went too far, and I'm just stuck upside down, and I cannot get myself right side up. It would- you know, very calm at the moment. Considering, yeah. You know, if you've ever been on one of those, when you're upside down for a while, it, it your ankles do start to hurt a little bit, but you can always pull yourself up. But for her, I mean, there was no way to do it. It would just so much pressure in my head. The cop came in and said, we got a call that someone's stuck hanging upside down. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to laugh at yourself and move on. Yeah. yeah mm. Good for her. But she put it out there herself. She said her head felt fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Then her ankles did hurt. Really bad. Her, her world was turned upside down. Remember, I got one of those, and Robbins had never heard of it, and he tried to shame me for hours. You hang upside down like a bat. <laughs> you were, you were like a bat. You were <laughs> <laughs> Wait, dude, if your back is bad, you will do desperate things to try to get it to feel better. Yeah, I know you did too. It, it works for some people. I don't know if it works for everybody, but it does work mm. for some people. Mm. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David, is uh, well, the president of the United States is going to come out in a primetime address tonight, apparently, and. Uh, give us a stern talking to if we voted for Donald Trump, because apparently going and voting for candidates that the president does not approve of makes you an extremist and a threat to democracy. Someone Totalitarianism right, right before our eyes. How is it uh, these authoritarians who are going and voting for candidates who are running for a election? Hmm. Square that, that is, circle for me. I'm not, yeah. not sure how that works. We got to get to a news update too. Yeah. Oh, big trouble for Facebook. Big trouble for Facebook. Oh, you got to hear that. And Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta. All coming up right here. You're ready. Yep. Oh, yeah. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
Yeah, the Gen Xer, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Very sexy. Thank you. News update, David Van Camp. Well, this is really interesting. A couple of states' attorneys general are asking for some information out of Facebook and how cozy they've been with the Biden White House. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, the Missouri attorney general has released uh, some of the emails that they found between Facebook and uh, the White House. And, yeah, they've been working hand-in-hand to make sure the quote-unquote government-approved message on things like COVID vaccines and whatnot (laughs) have been published. Now, it's interesting because somebody from Facebook, I know that the company's called Meta now, but nobody knows that. It's it's Facebook. You know, just that's how I'm referring to it. Sure. Um, They ask, hey, what about, uh, you know, we wanted to get your thoughts on heart inflammation as a possible side effect of the COVID-19 vaccine. Is that harmful disinformation? This was in uh, July of last year. So by that time, actually, the CDC had already acknowledged, I think they acknowledged it in April, that this was a possible side effect. That's why they slapped a warning label on the vaccines. But the people at Facebook apparently don't read the news. The people who are in charge of deciding what is true and what is not were a few months late to the game on whether or not myocarditis was actually a risk after getting the COVID shots. Wow. And they're going back and forth. Oh, by the way, also, uh, there was a Anthony Fauci uh, parody account on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Somebody from the White House directly reached out to Facebook and said, hey, can you take that down? Facebook rep says, yep, on it. <laughs> and so many people on the left think that Facebook is a tool for Republicans. Yeah. Which is really astounding. Well, it, was, it was a little elf thing. They, okay. Yeah. You know, you think about it. We've talked about this for a long time because Congress hasn't done anything about Facebook. No. <clears throat> and they act like we're going to hold them accountable. Yeah. But they just keep paying off people on both sides. That's not just the left. Oh, totally. That's the right, too. Well, and it's this dog and pony show every time where Zuckerberg shows up. He apologizes for whatever it might be. You know, it might be because uh, they were supposed to protect people's data, and it they didn't. Yeah. They sold it. If you remember that, he was very sorry about it. So this was a major breach of trust. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm really sorry that this happened. Um, you know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data. And if we can't do that, then, then we don't uh, deserve to have the opportunity to serve people. Yeah. But you just keep on doing what you do, and you make gazillions of dollars, and then you got to go apologize again for something else. We didn't take a broad enough view of our responsibility, and that was a big mistake. That was the election of 2016. And I'm sorry. I started Facebook. I run it. And I'm responsible for what happens here. And it just goes on for like a minute, and and I'm I'm the one that's going to be responsible. And then there, you know, when you get to specifics, though questions he's going to follow up i i don't have um all the examples i don't have the exact figure i can certainly have my team get back to you senator i don't know senator i'm not aware of that and i can make sure that our team follows up with you i don't know sitting here today but if you'd like i can have my team follow up with you it's the same every time it's a guy he knows what the state of play is i mean mark zuckerberg he is the third or fourth worst human being on the planet but he's not a he's not an idiot Oh, no. He's a very smart guy, and he knows that this game at this level is you show up to Congress when they ask you to show up and testify, you take your beating, you apologize, and then you keep being the third or fourth fourth worst human being on the planet. 
That's yeah. just how this rolls, man. And today, you mentioned this, it's Republicans and Democrats. A lot of them do like to talk about, we're going to do something about big tech, because big tech did something that ticked us off. And they never do anything about it. Jim Jordan did the same thing. Yeah, Facebook's on notice. Really? Mm-hmm. Really, champ? What you going to do about it? You've been in Congress let's, for a while. What are you actually going to do about it? Yeah, let's see. It's been years. All right. Robin, you ready? I'm ready. Big three. All right. Do this. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. And helping with his countdown is his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Not just from the top 40 days in life. No. He's a great guy. Yeah. I'm ready. Good okay. to know. Three. Number three, buses of migrants are now being dropped off in Chicago. I love that. Courtesy of Texas Governor Greg Abbott. You know, I hate to end zone dance this thing, but there is something really, really sweet about this. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that a group of migrants were bused from the Lone Star State to Chicago. They mm-hmm. landed. The governor had already begun busing the migrants from Texas to Washington, D.C. and New York City. Uh, President Biden's inaction at our southern border continues, putting the lives of Texans and Americans at risk and is overwhelming our communities. To continue providing much-needed relief in our small, overrun border towns, Chicago will be joining fellow sanctuary cities like Washington, D.C. and New York City. With additional drop-offs, Mayor Lightfoot loves to tout the responsibility of her city to welcome all, regardless of legal status. I look forward to seeing the responsibility in action at these as these migrants receive resources from a sanctuary city with the capacity to serve them. Much love, Greg Abbott. Yes! And Lori said, we're ready, right? She said that before. Oh, yeah. we know this is coming, and we're ready. But no one was there. Yeah, no, no one was there. At they got the, off the bus. Nobody's the bus there. Stop. <laughs> no, no one's there. At least DC had people there. As a city, we're doing everything we can to ensure these immigrants and their families can receive shelter, food, and most importantly, protection. <laughs> this is not new, Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. You, you're saying that you're going to provide them security. That's right. Okay. Unfortunately, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is without any shame or humanity. But ever since he put these racist practices of expulsion in place, (laughs) we have to work with our community partners and ready our city. Okay, got a chance. No one was there. You know, I was just looking over a short body of work from one Lori Lightfoot. Oh, gosh. Because, you know, she's going to the race thing. Greg Abbott is racist. Of course he is. For doing this, right? Yes. Okay. Um, A lot of things have been racist. Sending in the feds to to help with the violence in her city, that was racist, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, a number of things actually were racist. 99% of her critics are racist. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then racism was a public health crisis. Mm-hmm. And then when the stores got looted, it was the store owner's fault. Yeah. They should have had better security. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. It's like one thing after another. She's, she's just a very dumb person. Yes. I mean, that's a real shame for the city of Chicago. 
It is. And again, man, there is something, too. I don't know how long it takes to get through the southern border into Texas. You know, and it costs a lot of money for a lot of these people that just want a better life. I get it. It's Biden's fault for not securing the border. You spend all this money, the cartels, whoever else, to get across. It's been like a months-long journey. And then you find out on the bus you're going to Chicago. No! No, no! Really? Send me back. Oh. Send me back to El Salvador. Okay, I'll yes. deal with it. I'll deal with it. Man, oh man, yeah. We're getting closer and closer to number one. The Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day up to number two. Uh, uh, number two, people are noticing that Joe Biden spent forty percent of his presidency so far on vacation. Yeah, on vacation. A little weekend jaunt, a little vacation time, 234 days. Seven in ten of them spent at his homes in Wilmington and on the beach in Delaware out of the 589 days in office. He and Dr. Jill both, huh? They had to get away for a while. Well, they did. They have to cool their heels. Right. Um, Fairly typical defenses out there, you know, saying, well, you know, the the president's never not on duty. I mean, the office travels with him wherever he Uh goes. He can sign bills and take phone calls and make decisions. Doesn't matter. Okay. You know what he doesn't do? He doesn't play golf. He used to. I don't think he plays anymore. I haven't seen him on the golf no, course. He tries to ride bikes, but right, that part is true. <laughs> sure. Sometimes he takes a tumble off of him. I mean, he's not yeah. actually running the country anyway. And if you need no. any more proof of that, here it is. Uh, and, and the thing is, to me, the thing that makes the most amount of sense for the how long he will spend not in the White House and really away from cameras mm-hmm. is that you got people, whether it's Obama, whether it's Obama's people, he's got a whole lot of folks who are visiting him. And if he were in the White House, that would show up on visitor logs. So you know, yeah, you go to the you go to the beach house or whatever. It's it's your property. You know, you can host whoever you want there, and there's no public record of it. That's true, and they're can, they're putting up that border wall around it too. Oh yeah, they, they are, are for real to keep the riffraff yeah, out. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. What do you think how much damage has he done while he's been there? Maybe more vacation days is good for everybody. See, there's another side of that. I see. There's the optimistic side. I agree. I'm trying, man. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, the top three stories of the day, and here we go. One. Okay, well, I, I, I generally don't do this, but we're going to do it today, right, David? Yeah, you wanted to read some uh, listener mail. Yeah, I do. Oh, um, well, listen, nice. I, I get stuff all the time, and sometimes during the show, and sometimes I'll mention it to you guys, and you guys will go, you, we should do something with this. You run the Facebook page. Well, Speaking kind of, Zuckerberg. sort of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got this notice from one of our listeners today. Serious internet warning, guys. If you get an email titled Nude Photo of Nancy Pelosi, do not open it. It contains a nude photo of Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay, oh, that's pretty decent. That you do. That's not bad, huh? That's not bad. Did you like that one? Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's another one. This one comes to us from our friend Terrell. He said, hey. I like this gator idea. Remember we were talking about gators at the border? Yeah. Well, that was a, apparently that was a Trump idea years ago. Right, years when, ago. When they were kind of spitballing about what to do at the southern yeah, border. and Failed to get traction. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that he had suggested, evidently, I mean, this was one of those sources say kind of things, uh, but evidently he had suggested stocking the Rio Grande with gators. <laughs> gators, right? People <laughs> lost their minds. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. 
Well, Daryl Hansen says, hey, I like the Gator idea. I think Willie Nelson could do a concert and help pay for it. Call it Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you. Our Facebook page is always available for comment. Keep it clean and be nice or you'll be bounced. Okay. All right. Is that it? And That's there it. you have it. Okay. Yep. Scott Robbins, trifecta, every day at this time. Appreciate it, Scott. Okay. Got to get to a news update. And, of course, Nimrod's in the news. <laughs> I could say it every day, but I'll go ahead and say it. Yes, a uh, couple of dandies, to be sure, in the words of Joe Martin, my father. That's all coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, news update. Well, big thing today. People are talking about what Biden's speech is going to be about tonight. Apparently, it's about the soul of America. Ah, yes. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, he's going to go after mega Republicans. Mm -hmm. Threat to democracy. Okay. So, off air, we were talking about this. You saw it, Scott, and I saw it. David didn't happen to see it. And it was the opening of Tucker Carlson's show last night, talking Ooh. about Biden, where he's at in life right now. Man, what a hot take that was. Talking about as he's president now. And I just ended up saying to David, because you and I had the same reaction, Scott, like, holy smokes. Oh, yeah. It's not like you could argue with any of it. No. But, man, it's a takedown. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. And David's like, play it, play it, play it. <laughs> so for your enjoyment or anybody that didn't happen to hear it, Here's how uh, Tucker laid it out uh, going into this speech tonight. But in fact, you have achieved very little. As political careers inevitably do, yours is ending in bitterness and failure. You've sacrificed your entire life to personal ambition, but you have nothing to show for it. You have no close friends. Your family is in tatters. Of your two surviving children, one is a drug addict, and the other, your only living daughter, has been arrested repeatedly and has also wound up in rehab. She blames her sexual compulsions on the fact that you took showers with her as a child. You've never been charged for doing that, but everyone around you knows that you did. At this point, your wife thinks so little of you that she demanded you keep working, despite the fact she knew perfectly well that you had dementia. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just asking, since wow. you haven't heard it before. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's long and short of it. Yeah, it's brutal. Does he have a point? Well, I, absolutely. say that's not true? Yeah. That's what... Dude, the, That's the thing, man. The Bidens are terrible people. You know, that whole image of Joe Biden for years that a lot of people had believed, just working hard, man of the people, and you find out who this person really is. And yeah, Tucker's spot on there. He wasn't done, by the way. In retrospect, your life has amounted to a very sad story. And saddest of all, it's almost over. Weeks from now, you will turn 80. This is the point in the journey where a decent man turns inward. Old age is the pause that God gives us to reflect on what we've done and what we've left undone. And above all, to ponder where we might be going next. If you're Joe Biden, you would ponder that. How could you not? But Joe Biden is not doing that. In the final days of his 79th year, Joe Biden is not asking questions about the fate of his soul. He's making pronouncements about yours. 
the soul of the nation, as he puts it. There you go. Yikes. Well, that's the thing. He's this guy that promoted himself as, I know how to work with other people and, you know, put your hand across the aisle and blah, blah, blah. And it's come down to what we're seeing right now. And it is. It's it's disgusting. But we'll see how this rolls tonight. We'll see who wins the bets. But we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, one we had, we mentioned it earlier, the fans that were escorted out of the Toronto Blue Jays game for getting it on in the stands. Can't you wait? There's people around. Come on. I got a joke. I can't. No, I can't. And, okay. And the other is a guy in Ireland, a birthday surprise. She would always talk about it, you know, a couple of doves and birds. He let two crows fly loose in the house, okay, which freaked her out. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my gosh. What the f***, Manny? I couldn't get to a dove, so I got to two crows. Happy birthday. And with that, Nimrods, thank goodness you're not married to him, and that's it.